Welcome back to another. chaos reigns welcome back to another episode of watch once never again the podcast where we watch disturbing cinema so you don't have to i'm mary beth i'm dex and we have left australia finally took a took a 22 hour plane ride out of there and now we are back in the united states for now and we're going into the realm of torture porn for the next for the month for the next month for the spooky halloween season it's basically october that we've decided we've decided October decided. starts in September. Well, it's a, this episode comes out the day before October first, so like it's fine. It counts. It counts. It totally does. So, Dax, what movie are we chatting about today? We are talking about a movie that just really shook America to its core when to it its, came out. To its core, and it's by a guy who just. He exists, you know. You <laughs> love to hate him. You hate to love him. Yeah. <laughs> it's Eli Roth's 2005 torture porn masterpiece, which is a loose use of that <laughs> word. Hostel. <laughs> Hostel. Haven't seen this movie in a hot minute. I watch this so much. And I don't know why. What? it's i know this is gonna sound wild but i watch this so much like it's like a movie that i just throw on in the background really well i did create this podcast true but i guess we should probably read the description before we get into like why i don't understand how you can watch this movie over and over again i would love to yes yes i agree um so I got that here from Wikipedia, of course. It says, College students Paxton and Josh travel across Europe with their Icelandic friend Oli. In the (laughs) Netherlands, they visit an Amsterdam nightclub, followed by a brothel. Unable to get back into their hostel because of a curfew, they accept the offer of a man named Alexi to stay at his apartment. He convinces them that instead of going to Barcelona, or Barcelona, uh, <laughs> Barcelona. Barcelona. <laughs> Quick aside, whenever that kid in Booksmart does, says that, it makes me laugh so hard. I spent the summer in Barcelona. <laughs> he convinces them that instead of going to Barcelona, they should visit a hostel in Slovakia, which is filled with beautiful and desperate women. I don't like that sentence. (laughs) (laughs) The three board a train to Slovakia where they encounter a Dutch businessman who touches Josh's leg. Josh yells at him, causing him to leave. Arriving in Slovakia, they find that their roommates in the hostel are two women, uh, Natalia and Svetlana. (sighs) The the most Eastern European name. we have the same fucking brain socks. I was literally like the fucking most it, like Eastern European names you could fucking think of. For real. Um, the women invite them to a spa and later to a disco. Outside the disco, Josh has a run-in with a gang of local criminal kids. The Dutch businessman intervenes to defend him. Josh buys him a beer and apologizes to his reaction on the train. 
Paxson and Josh have sex with Natalia and Svetlana while Oli leaves the with the desk girl, Vala. The next morning, Oli does not return. The desk clerk tells them that Oli has checked out. The two... The two are then approached by a Japanese woman named Kana, who shows them a photo of Oli and her friend Yuki, who is also missing. Like the most sketchy. I know. (laughs) I know. I was just you saw that that and weren't like they're dead anyway. Sorry. Just later, the group receive a message from Oli and a supposed selfie claiming he has gone home. Elsewhere, Oli has been decapitated while Yuki is being tortured. Josh is anxious to leave, but Paxton convinces him to stay one more night with Natalia and Svetlana. Both women later slip both both women later slip both men tranquilizers. I hated that sentence. <laughs> this is why we should write them, but we never do. Um, feeling <laughs> ill, <laughs> Josh That's goes funny. back to the hostel and faints on his bed. The similar the similar nope similarly <laughs> ill. It's too many L's for my liking. <laughs> Paxton goes to the bathroom and ends up locked in a pantry. Josh wakes up in a dungeon-like room where the Dutch businessman begins maiming him with a drill. As he muses over his dream of becoming a surgeon, the Dutch businessman drills holes into Josh's body, slices his Achilles ten- tendons, then slits his throat with a scalpel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just girly things. <laughs> Paxton <laughs> sorry Paxton wakes up in the disco and returns to the hostel where he learns that he had supposedly checked out Paxton is given a new room where he is greeted by two women who invite him to the spa suspicious he locates Natalia and Svetlana who tell him that Josh went to an art exhibit Natalia takes Paxton to an old factory where he sees Josh's mutilated corpse being stitched together by the Dutch businessman. Two men drag Paxton down a hallway, passing by several rooms where other people are being tortured. Paxton is restrained in a chair and prepped to be tortured by a German client named Johan. (laughs) Once again! Paxton attempts to plead with Johan by speaking German, but Johan places a ball gag in his mouth, which he removes after Paxton vomits in fear. While cutting off a few of Paxton's fingers with a chainsaw, Johan unintentionally severs his hand restraints. Johan slips on the ball gag and falls over, severing his own leg with the chainsaw still powered on. Congratulations, (laughs) you fucking played yourself, Johan! For real. Paxton reaches for a gun and shoots Johan in the head. (laughs) forgot about the gun it reaches for a gun i don't know what the sick part of my brain just like started singing that song from chicago where they both reach for the gun oh the gun the gun the gun the gun, gun, the gun, the gun, gun. both reach <laughs> for the gun for the gun 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 for the gun you're all welcome <laughs> <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Where was I? Sorry. Ah, of course, the gun. <laughs> How could you forget the gun? So Paxton reaches for a gun, shoots Johan in the head. He then kills a guard before leaving the room. He finds the elevator to the top floor where he changes into business clothes and finds a business card for the Elite Hunting Club, an organization that allows its clientele to pay to kill and mutilate tourists. 
On the way out, Paxton discovers Kana, whose face is being disfigured with a blowtorch by an American client. You know. Paxton, <laughs> Paxton kills the man. I'm actually surprised it skipped over his weird talk with that guy, but... Paxton kills the man and rescues Kana, and they flee in a stolen car pursued by guards. While driving, Paxton runs over Natalia, Svetlana, and Alexei, killing two of them <laughs> while the yeah. pursuing car finishes off the third. While driving, Paxton encounters the, del- the delinquents from earlier and gives them a big pack of candies and gum. They then attack and kill the men pursuing Paxton with concrete blocks. The two make it to the train station where they live happily ever after. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Kana, seeing her disfigured face, kills herself by leaping in front of an oncoming train, which attracts attention. Paxton boards another train unnoticed. Aboard, Paxton hears the voice of the Dutch businessman. When the train stops in Vienna, Austria, Paxton follows the Dutch businessman into a public restroom and kills him before boarding another train. There is also an alternate ending, so I'll I'll give that ending. Um, okay. For the alternate ending, it says in the director's cut of the film, Paxton follows the Dutch businessman, accompanied accompanied by his little daughter, into a public restroom of a train station. After finding her teddy bear in the female's restroom, the Dutch businessman fran- frantically searches the crowd for his missing daughter. Paxton is then seen aboard the moving train with the Dutch businessman's daughter, whom he has kidnapped. I actually totally forgot about that alternate ending. Yeah, so did I. Yeah. So, do you want to, real quick, just let us know what torture porn exactly is? I have a strange feeling that most people listening to our podcast already know, but just in case, maybe? Yeah, so torture porn is a subgenre of horror films that specifically, it's so funny, I fucking, oh god damn it, I googled torture porn to make sure like i knew what i was talking about and it's just don't do that actual pornography (laughs) don't do that because i just did that too (laughs) yeah it's all actual pornography (laughs) but anyway so torture porn it's like you know that you've heard of the splatter film that's like a pretty generic word for a gory movie but torture porn specifically arose post 9-11 in the post 9-11 um predominantly america there were other like new french extremity was kind of like adjacent to torture porn, but as obviously specific to France. And there's like a big kind of gore movement in Japan as well, but they're all kind of happening similar at the same time. But torture porn is kind of like more specifically an American thing that are full, movies full of like super graphic violence and they're super nihilistic and it they don't have happy endings and they're, f- they're absolutely repulsively gory and are about the complete destruction of the female of not the female body i'm defaulting into gender studies but <laughs> the complete destruction of the human body and it's actually you know there's a gendered element to it to it but there's actually a lot less of it just of it only being women like in this movie especially it's like you it's a, it's mostly men like there are two asian char- female characters who are tortured but a lot of the spectacle is around the destruction of the male body which is like a pretty relatively new ish in like this kind of way and a kind of exploitation ish cinema so yeah that's kind of the overview of torture porn so like think of this obviously is one of like the big examples there's also saw is another example of like just nasty gory movies that seem to have people a lot of people say like they have no point but 
I think a lot of the time torture porn has a little bit more of a point if it's like a good torture porn movie, if that makes sense. Yes, I agree. Yeah. So, and like, you know, bringing that to Hostel, there is more of a point in Hostel, but I really, I just, I did not like it the second time watching it. This is only your second time? Yeah, because I saw this a long time ago and I was, I think I've said this before, I wasn't a big gore person for a while, so I was late to the game and seeing Hostel. But I saw it, and I I still wasn't a huge fan of gore. And the particular scene where he slices his Achilles tendon, his Achilles tendon, and he stands up and falls over, and like you see his Achilles like, split. That just like got under my skin so much that I just didn't. I, it it was it was a very much watched once never again situation for me in terms of like I'm good, but it wasn't as it wasn't as bad as I remember it being. Like it's 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 gross, but like it's not as horrific. As I think I remembered it being. I think I only remember the gory parts and not like a lot of the movie just being this dude looking for his friend. Yeah, I could see why this is a watch once never again situation. Probably for most people. Yeah. Though, I don't know. Because I, well. This... I also cannot fucking stand these characters. Like at the beginning, like they say a lot of slurs way more often than mm-hmm. I remembered. Like a lot. And there's a lot of homophobia. A lot of really awful like homophobia. And. <clears throat> Like watching it, and I guess my I, I wanted to bring you the quest this question because I what I wasn't sure. Like, is it supposed to be like an exaggeration that makes you laugh, or it is like are these like actual characters and not kind of satirical making fun of the way American tourists are? Like, do I want them to die? Am I am I supposed to want them to get fucking got? That's how I always interpreted it, and like maybe that's bias because like I am queer, and like hearing someone say like gay slurs the whole time makes makes me not really feel bad for them (laughs) i feel like eli roth a character really he would so when you said that um you know it's not like for torture porn movies it's not always like directed at women and like the violence isn't always directed at women i mean and that in this movie particularly, it really doesn't happen to many women at all. It's mostly men. In my mind, I was like, he would fucking love to hear you say that because I think that he thinks, and I, I don't, I don't know, I don't know where I stand on this thought, but I think he thinks he is feminist. And I think in some way he would think that is like a, an example of his feminism. If that well, makes sense. yeah, and then, yeah, no, one hundred percent, because he does have at one point like Svetlana being like, I, I get paid money f- to bring you here, like fuck you, I'm you're my bitch, and I'm like, oh boy, he really thought he was doing something with that line. Yeah, yeah, I get but, paid like, a lot of money for you. That makes you my bitch. Yeah, but then like in turn, the entire like first thirty minutes are just tits and guys talking about wanting to get pussy and like wanting to. Like fuck a bit, fuck bitches. Like the whole beginning part is about guys trying to have sex with women, and literally they go to Slovakia so they can get laid. The whole reason this happens is because they're so horny and can't get laid anywhere else. That to me <laughs> is so fucking funny because like, and makes me hate them. But what's difficult for me is that, like to kind of ra- like understand what the point here is. Is like, okay, so they suck like horrifically they're the biggest bro like early 2000s bros i've ever seen their outfits are hysterical but then like one of them survives at the end and escapes and like kills the guy and kills the guy 
But there isn't any kind of like come to Jesus moment or like kind of discussion of how shitty they are. It's just it's like that's why I was like, oh, are they just supposed to be like, haha, look at these fun boys. Like it didn't feel like it didn't feel like a very well constructed or executed any critique of any kind that Roth was trying to make if he really thought he was doing something. I just it didn't hit that way for me. Hey, that's fair. It's actually funny. Um, one of my first notes, because I actually did take notes this time, it says, they are such losers. Being a guy is weird. How do you only care about sex? Like, exactly. And they're just like, I just, they're so fucking annoying. And I just didn't feel any kind of empathy. And they tried to with, um, with Josh. Like, Josh just got dumped. And I was like, okay, maybe... You're trying to make him like the sensitive one who doesn't want to just have sex. No, he totally does. Like that's and whatever. But boy, oh boy, it's just like insufferable men that I would just would love to see chopped up. And I would love for that to be the whole purpose of the movie. But I don't think it is. I don't actually think that's the point. Am I wrong? Did I miswatch this? Am I just mad at Eli Roth? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) You're not wrong. That's. That's your opinion. <laughs> but I, I, I have thoughts and feelings. So, um, I'm sorry, you like love this tho- movie, and I'm like, fuck these people. <laughs> Look, I'm not gonna sit here and be like, no, you have to love this movie. And I don't even know if I love this movie. Like, that's the thing. So. Okay, so we'll get into that, I guess, and we'll try to figure out how I feel about this movie. Um, <laughs> so, they... It's it's funny, because I think a lot of this movie it is exactly how you said. It's like Pax and Josh, who... Is it not weird that only two of them went on this backpacking trip and not perhaps many friends? Wouldn't you think more friends than just two guys would go on this trip? No, not necessarily. American Werewolf in London. Afflicted. I've seen that before. Oh, uh, you're you're right. You're right. I don't know. I'm I, to me I was just like You just that's... want them to be gay. <laughs> well, actually, we'll get into that. <laughs> but something I noticed when I was watching is that they talk like a huge game, especially Paxton. Oh, he's like God. The whole, he's such a fucking insufferable piece of shit. And he's just like calling everyone a pussy and like, oh, we, we got to get laid, bro. Like basically calling everyone like the F slur for gay man being just so homophobic and just like only cares about sex. And then you see like when they're in the spa, like one of those first times yeah. that they meet natalia and svetlana he actually is very like mousy around them and like quiet and like he seems like awkward and he's like <laughs> like you know yeah and the only real reason that josh and pax talk to any girls at all is because of oli oli oh, is like Ol- arguably like oli is interesting because he's older than them clearly He's also. They don't know him, by the way. <laughs> no, they just like they just like picked him and, up and yeah, they somewhere. met him on this trip, and 
well, he's older than them. I think you're supposed to think he's not like cute compared to them. I don't think. Oh, I think of he's them so cute. I thought Oli was the cutest one. But the thing is, he gets by with his personality. Like he, yeah, is very outgoing. He's funny. He's very charming. He's very knowledgeable. Um, and he's he just like lets loose and have fun. Has fun, and that's seem that seems to be when they're with Oli how they get women to actually engage with them. Because if it was up to just Pax and Josh, they're too weird. Like, they're too weird around and about women. Like when Josh whips out his fucking fanny pack in the club. It's called fashion, sweaty. (laughs) Well, now it's fashion to wear a fucking fanny pack in the club. Yeah. In 2005. Yeah. (laughs) Hilarious. But Again, I just want to go back to the fact that they got in this fucking situation because they wanted to fuck. That's literally the reason. Yes. Yeah. Like, there's that is only it. And that's hilarious. But. Sorry. So I'm stuck on that shit. (laughs) So my overall, you know, interpretation of this movie, and I think why I've been able to watch it so many times is I actually see it completely differently from you. Well, not maybe, maybe not completely, but very differently. Because I think okay. that, I think it's a, a commentary about um, Americans themselves, especially in like post 9-11 times, like mm-hmm. how we're so fucking obnoxious. Like any, like it's actually funny. You know how, like, the stereotype of Americans traveling is, like, no matter where we go, we expect everyone to speak English? They actually yeah. do that in this movie. Like, they they know, you know, the other languages, but, like, there's a part where, like, something's on TV. Actually, it's Pulp Fiction is on TV in uh, oh, their, yeah. their hostel. And Pax is like, how, how the fuck are we supposed to understand what they're saying without subtitles? It's like, you speak the language. I saw you do it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and they're just, like, really obnoxious, like, extremely homophobic in, like, a way that I don't think is necessarily unique to Americans, but it says a lot about how particularly American men relate to each other as opposed to, you know, a more relaxed, like, sexual, I don't know, I guess like ideology in other countries like you know how and this i guess isn't unique to men of course but you know how as i like to say we're a nation of pilgrims and puritans yeah and we're so rigid not we but you know we yeah america are so rigid about like sex and stuff but in other countries they're not at all like you know in america I don't think necessarily people would assume you go into a spa, like, totally naked. Like, you'd probably wear, like, underwear of some sort. Or at least I think most people would. You know, but they just walk in, like, completely naked. Not even with a towel on. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. I think it's just, like, subtle things like that. I I think the overall message of this movie depending on who you ask, but to me, it's that Americans never mind their own business, and they do the most, and they're just so fucking obnoxious. That's how I've always interpreted it, and I think that is part of why I do 
watch it over and over again. Like, not like 40 times, but I, I've seen it probably like, I don't know, since 2005, probably 10 times, you know? Wow. Yeah, well, it, sometimes it used to be like on TV or something, you know? Yeah. But I think because I do take it as like a satire of how Americans act. I don't know if satire is the right word there, but you know what I mean? It's like yeah, making fun of Americans rather than, you know, defending how the characters act. I think the movie finds these characters despicable. And that's why they get what they get. And for Paxton, like, I, I, I know it's like he lives and doesn't learn anything, but I think that the movie actually does try to give him an arc like that. Because remember he was telling Josh about that time when he accidentally, like, saw a girl drown? Do you remember that, like, little story he tells? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yes. And he's like, well, I heard her, like, screaming and I tried to get help, but they, like, didn't believe me or or whatever the lifeguard didn't believe him and she drowned and i like heard her screaming like her heard her mom screaming and stuff and like i did too little too late i think that you know that obviously connects to later on when he he fully escapes the warehouse and then he hears kana screaming and goes back to save her when he could have just left you know yeah I think that was part of that like redemption arc and it's probably why I I don't know um where the al- alternate ending, you know, wh- what audience that was for. I guess it said director's cut. It doesn't surprise me that the ending that made it in was him getting his revenge and then just going home rather than taking a little girl which is arguably worse. You know, because at least that guy is a fucking terrible, like, murderer, you know? Yeah. That that little girl didn't do anything. Yeah. That makes sense. I still hate him, though. (laughs) Who, Paxton? Yes. Oh, so do I. Like, there's no defending him or any of them, really. Like, even Josh, if he is supposed to be the sensitive one... Which I don't know. Yeah, like, they, they. It they seems tr- like maybe he should. He's supposed to be, but I don't. Yeah, I think he was supposed to be like the sensitive one who's healing from heartbreak, but it doesn't really. It's mentioned for like all of like two seconds, and then it's never really brought up again. And he fucks somebody, and is all about ass. So, yeah, I don't think that. Yeah, there's any defending any of them, even Oli, who is like, you know. If we had to pick a favorite of those three, he would obviously be probably everyone's favorite. Yeah. You know, he's just like them. He's just more fun and, like, less homophobic, I think. He might say... I don't remember if he says anything, but it's, like, really hard to forget how Paxton calls everyone, you know, slurs, and he uses the term gay to mean, like, shitty or bad or, like... Yeah. Whatever. They'll say, oh, they say the um, R slur for people yes, who have. Yep. Yep. And like, I, t- I totally get that because I was trying to kind of wa- like, I was as I was watching it, I was like, okay, this, ha- this like definitely is kind of about Americans being assholes because they also like when they're in the weed cafe at the beginning and the guy hits the bong and spills water everywhere. They're like, oh, God, Americans are everywhere. And like, they're so loud and obnoxious. 
Yeah. And like, yeah, okay, so like self-reflection, my my guys, but whatever. Yeah, because then it becomes like this commentary about like rich people wanting to get like being able to pay for whatever they want, for whatever they like, being able to pay a ridiculous amount of money to kill and maim people, and like that's a whole other like commentary there. And I just wish it landed better for me, I guess, um, about the like Americans. And I got that the first time I think I watched it, but I watched it again. I was like, Ugh, it's just hard for me to like feel any kind of redemption arc for any of these characters, like for Paxton too. Like I just don't. Ugh. Yeah. Well, the redemption arc is really like half-assed if you ask me uh yeah he he gets to cut oh god the nasty scene where he cuts off her eye but then like homophobia is a god it's like and it's like eli roth is like look these guys are homophobic and terrible because at one point that danish doctor puts his hand on josh's knee and josh like freaks out like don't touch me man yeah like fucking relax and then when he, the guy leaves like they're all laughing like haha he got felt up by edward salad fingers because the guy was eating his salad with his fingers which and it's just like you know, a plus name there a plus it was that one was funny but it was just like this rampant homophobia the whole time that was like utter completely and utterly unnecessary and it was like him being upset with the doctor was supposed to be some like plot point to establish like oh look they had a like the doctor and him had a conversation before the doctor is the one who like slices him open and like performs fucked up surgery on his corpse and in this nasty factory but i don't know it's just also like an excuse for eli roth to like put in a bunch of homophobic stuff and make gay jokes or (laughs) i always thought that there was like a lot of internalized like homophobia in this like yeah especially for josh i think it's well the doctor like implies that josh is gay because the doctor himself he doesn't say it outright but he he basically says you know i'm gay too but i chose to have a family and like that was the right choice for me but you should do whatever you want to do and josh doesn't freak out at that he kind of takes it in and i think possibly has never thought about that before um and then like kind of immediately goes and has sex with some girl yeah but i feel like you know i feel like if you asked eli roth he would say that uh he like josh actually is gay and that's why he and that pax is probably gay too and not for nothing pax is a vegetarian (laughs) but uh (laughs) In all reality, I think that he probably would say they both are gay, and that's why they act so fucking obnoxiously homophobic. Which is a problem. We ne- Well, back in 2005, we didn't realize like what a problem it is to say that every homophobic guy is actually gay. Yeah. And now we, of course, understand that and know that. But back then, I think that he probably would have thought he was, like, doing something, you know? He 100% thought he was doing something. And we encourage him. Not, no, we don't really encourage him still. Eli Roth is kind of, he's still popular, but he's fallen off a little bit. But still. I'll watch whatever he makes. But I have, I don't know how true it is. I actually should really look it up. But I have heard he's, like, possibly a creeper. Yeah, he's disgusting. He's not. A, he's is that related. like confirmed? Like I, I don't know. It's, I, I mean, it's like pretty much a lot of 
it's, I mean, I don't know how much you want to consider confirmed, but a lot of people came forward saying that, like, he is, like, he is gross and disrespectful to women and, like, very icky. I just, I feel like someone, like, passively was like, ew, like, about him, and then I never, like, looked it up. Which, why? (laughs) I have the internet. Previously, I would have watched anything that he put out. Oh, I thought he was hot for a very long time. Like, he was a massive crush of mine for a long time. Oh, yeah. He's, um... (laughs) My my best friend used to call him her ugly horror crush. Ah. It's... It's him. It's him and Inglorious Bastards. Come on. Yeah, it's true. It's It's very true. It's correct. We all saw that and we were like, you know what? I see it. (laughs) Yes. He's like one of those filmmakers that like, I, again, I want to say, I guess, previously, because I just found out he's a creeper, but I would watch anything they put out because I want them to do well so badly and I know that they can but they just keep not doing it <laughs> yeah I have some filmmakers in mind like I'll say it uh Rob Zombie <laughs> and uh M. Night Shyamalan is another one where it's like I know that you can make a good movie and I know that like you have it in you but you just keep like not doing it Maybe I have too much patience, but I just want I want them to do well so bad. Especially, you know, Rob Zombie and M. Night Shyamalan, who both, as far as I know, are not problematic in any sense, you know? So yeah. I know you can do it. I know, I know you don't like Rob Zombie movies at all, but that's okay. <laughs> so I, I found the thread. So someone on Twitter who I, you know, I trust, and she said, she's kind of exposed a a couple of like predatory behavior before was she talked about how he sexually assaulted women at festivals and like he's she posted screenshots of like an article he wrote from oh it was from 2013 so it was a bio ago for a movie maker about like how to make a horror movie and talking about like hire attractive stand-ins to get crew members horny and like says and also just like has said some really gross things about how to use hot women on set and which is like documented stuff and then you know there's a personal message that this person shared on twitter about how he like was predatory to younger women in clubs and stuff at like horror events i see are we so he, am, are you able to um say who that is yeah um at dre boulet she tweeted about this um, in August of last year, and it like went around and kind of made the rounds, and a lot of people came forward saying stuff. It didn't really pick up a huge amount of steam because people, I think, are worried about how big he is in terms of like saying stuff. It sounds like so. I mean, I guess it's all alleged, you know, but still, there's a lot of people, a lot of people coming forward, like slowly saying stuff like that. This is interesting because doesn't he have a show? Yeah, on Shudder. I'm curious to know. Oh, look, Shudder was, Shutter was tagged in the post. Yeah, mm-hmm. Because I think it was she. I think Dre came out actually. I think Dre came out and said that, um, like, soon after his show was released or something around the show. It was something around the show. So, 
I think. Well, so yeah. Anyway, that is upsetting just, to say the least. Yeah, he is not the best person. Clearly. <laughs> That's like, wow. I feel really weird. Sorry. Well, no, I'm I'm glad I know. <laughs> but, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, and like I'm terrible. It, it, it like and like reading some of the things he's like he has per like, he himself has written about and like had published in books and in like online publications like really are kind of have colored how I look at his movies too because of the way he talks about using women and like in one of the tweets that she shared she sh- um one of her tweets she posted something that um was a screen it was a screen grab from a book about uh grindhouse cinema that he was included in and he said in the quote that he if you don't get to explain anybody like i'd do it again yeah but also like yeah exactly like what's the point of shooting an exploitation trailer if you don't get to exploit anybody i was simply doing my job if asked i'd do it in a heartbeat because he was referencing the fact that he would purposefully like shoot more than one or two takes so he could look at the naked woman more like on a trampoline jumping up and down oh my god so, like, I don't know, just edgelord, nasty, horror boy behavior that's like, I made a girl jump up and down so I could watch her boobies flop around for a bit, and I'm going to say that it's funny and I'm okay with it, because it's exploitation. It's okay. I can exploit a woman's body. But exploitations, ugh, that makes me so angry, because, like, yeah, exploitation cinema includes that, but there are a lot of other things that exploitation cinema, and you, I have seen really good examples of modern exploitation cinema that use nude female bodies, but not in that way. And it's just, like, so frustrating that he thinks he's like really doing something when he also just wants to be kind of nasty and maybe it's a persona but it's a really fucking bad persona if that's a persona but i don't think it is because after you know what dre posted it just kind of sounds like he's a douche canoe yeah well first of all it's like why are you i don't think you need to interpret the word like exploitation like as literally as you are and well, exactly, exactly. You know, like exploitation also, cinema is so much more than just titties. Yeah, it's also just like um, I don't, I don't know. That's so gross. And I had another thought. What was it? What had you just said right before that? Uh, that he's gross. I am pretty sure. I have seen him talk about how he is uh, a proponent of feminism. <laughs> like I am I mean I I hope I'm not wrong and I can like try to look it up real quick but that's actually really disturbing like if if I am in fact correct because it's like you're like I don't know I can't but also can't like a lot of people anything. are gonna come out and say they're feminists you know what I mean like well, you can say what, whatever the fuck you want and like that's it's what cool. I'm saying is like it's like disturbing that like I I I think what I'm saying is that like you kind of hit the nail on the head when you called him like a typical like horror film bro dude because it's like they will look to this dude if if he does in fact label himself a feminist I I again I feel like I've seen him say that I wouldn't be surprised uh, if he had yeah and then and then they're gonna be like well he does this and he's still a feminist like you know it's like well he's giving the title to himself like that doesn't make it true you know i i don't know it's just i i can't i can't like 
why are they like this? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It kind of it kind of is like not giving a pass, but like like offering a pass to these other dudes, and then you know, in the same breath, that same person will be like, "Why is like you know the horror community so toxic?" Or or they'll be like, you know, they, like there's not actually a problem. Yeah. You know, one oh, of the he said, two. He, said, he described one of his movies as feminist and said that women are going to love it. I'm going to guess. Do you, does it say what movie? Because I'm going to guess it was yeah. that Knock Knock one. It was, yeah, so that's exactly what it was. Well, did you see that movie? No, but I haven't heard great things about it. I was going to say, well, no one loved it. <laughs> yeah. So it's hilariously bad. Oh, boy. <laughs> Oh, there's boy. A, there's a real line. And I think it's on purpose again, but like, um, I don't care. There's a line where <laughs> Keanu Reeves is like, spoiler alert for anyone who has a fucking scene knock knock and for some reason like really wants to. There's a line where Keanu Reeves is like defending why he cheated on his wife with one of with the girls because they're kind of using it against him that he did that. And he's like, it's like free fucking pizza. <laughs> That's right. I, I do say remember. Yes, it's a free fucking pizza. That's I, right. I, I randomly I've... say that all the time. Wow. That's incredible. Horrible, horrible, horrible. Ah, uh, writing. Am I right? <laughs> and like, this is not. No, this is me shitting on Eli Roth. But like, again, I'm. I, I you know, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, I understand, like, hostile and a lot of his like a lot of his movies have had like a pretty profound impact on the contemporary horror genre but they've also had like a gross impact where like guys make movies like terrifier <laughs> you know what i mean like i just oh, feel like terrifier my god like terrifier is such a direct product of eli roth's sensibilities you know what i mean like that is just sticks out in my head look when we get <laughs> to that movie <laughs> Woo, child. I do not understand. Oh, I, I don't even want to say it. I don't want to say it yet. I'm not, like, saying, like, if you... Like, I just said that I watch Eli Roth movies, too. Like, you know, I'm not saying if you like these movies and, like, you... We've talked about this before. Like, if you didn't know a person was problematic or, like, you already liked something and then find out they're problematic, like, you can't really, like, take back that you already like this thing. You know, so I'm not saying you're a piece of shit or whatever if you, like, have watched his movies. Exactly. And, like, yeah, exactly. And, like, you know, I've seen a lot of his movies. I liked his movies. And I, you know, I, there are parts of his movies that I do like. Like, it's not, not, of course, not saying that, but he should stop. He should stop being given jobs. (laughs) Like, he should stop being as big as he is, I think personally there are much more interesting people out there making much more interesting art that deserve as the recognition that he gets like yeah. currently he has a place in the early 2000s great let's leave him there because he hasn't really changed outside of that sensibility in my head right and you know what i was he's like almost bigger than ever now i think which is funny because it's like not because of his movies <laughs> Like, I feel like they also have, like, angled him as this, like, master of horror who now, like, hosts all the horror shows and stuff. 
So Mastery like, he's where? I'm not saying he is. I'm just no, saying no, no. I know. That's my question to them. <laughs> I it's because people love his nasty shit. Bros love Eli Roth. No, I know. And like, I I know a lot of women who love Eli Roth too. I'm I like I'm not saying that you suck. You know, like I just said, <laughs> but like, uh, suck. like you suck if you like Eli Roth. Like my best friend Lauren. Her happy movie, or not happy movie, but a movie she puts on if she's having a particularly hard day or a hard time, is Eli Roth's The Green Inferno. So fucking weird. But I respect it 100%, but it's fucking weird. because it's fucking stupid and like, well, she actually has never said exactly why. I just accepted that because I'm like, oh, that makes sense for you. But um, if I had to guess... It's probably because it's just so fucking stupid and at times, like, kind of funny and, like, si- it's just so over the top and silly and, like, easy, uh, not for me, but for others to watch, I guess, because it's just so ridiculous that it's just, like, it's like a, th- a movie you don't think, like, you don't have to think when it's on, yeah. which is actually hilarious because that's another movie where he thinks he's, like, doing something but that, okay, so that's a really good way to put it, though. It's like he thinks he's doing something with his movies, but you just put them on for like hot nonsense. You know what I mean? Like you don't put them on for like the social message or like the writing or anything. Like you put it on to just like watch people get fucking murdered in like repulsive ways and like turn off your brain. Yeah, because I never see like I've never seen anyone say like like a movie I put on to you know have deep thoughts about is like you know hostile or or the green inferno or cabin fever you know like i think that he does uh, i'm not trying to say he does not have messages in any of those movies i just said that i think he has actually several messages in hostile um i and i can think of other ones like you know environmentalism or whatever in cabin fever and like the food industry or you know, in the Green Inferno, it's, obviously activism and stuff, but like, it, I don't think they're particularly executed very well. Be- and I think part of that is because he gets in his own way by being a film bro. The gore is good. It's just like the thing that makes me that infuriates me about this movie and makes me never want to watch it again is actually the characters, not how gross it is. Like, like gore wise, it's mostly just like the writing and how I hate the characters. <laughs> For sure. And you know what is actually funny now that I think about it, like. Um, I'm not saying this is like a necessarily like easy watch. It's just like, I guess because I saw it when I was so young, you know, it came out when I was 15, right? 2005. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was either 15 or about to be 15. Mm -hmm. And I think part, that's part of why I can like easily watch it. Cause it's like almost nostalgia and like I compartmentalize it in that way. And, like, it is extremely homophobic, extremely violent, but the violence is almost so over the top to me that it doesn't actually bother me that bad, though I say that, and, like, whenever I see the ball gag scene, I do have to close my eyes, but that's more my phobia, and then yeah. the eye scene. Um, the eye scene is fucking horrible. That, I will say, horrible. like, that has been burned, pun intended, into, <laughs> my, bra- into my brain forever. Like, that... It's like I, I taught yeah, because like those, those are the two things that I immediately think about when I think of this movie. I think of the eye and him having to cut it, and then of the tendons, and Mm. the 
the way like Josh is a terrible character, but like the way that actor screams when he gets his fucking Achilles rig- mm. torn up, so fucking agonizing. Like, have to give him a ten out of ten on that because that was fucking hard to watch. Like the screaming, it was yeah. so it felt so real that it was almost nauseating. Just oh my god, like my ankles hurt just thinking about it. Yeah, I always think of that scene too, and I and I think. Of the ball gag and uh, of the eye, you can't you can't not think of those. And I also always think about um, Kana jumping in front of the train. Yes. Oh my god. And I was like, I had when I first so so I just memories came back to me because I remember watching this on my desktop computer that I had in my in my bedroom, my childhood bedroom. And I think I was in early high school and I watched it in a not so legal way because my parents wouldn't let me watch stuff like that. Like my mom wouldn't. So I would just mm. get it on the internet. And I remember watching it and ha- that happened and I had to rewind because I was like, am I watching the right fucking movie? Like, I don't think I had really seen that before in a movie, like something that like sudden in terms of like a death yeah. and, like, at the very end. And yeah, that fucked me up when I first saw it. And it's so, like, it doesn't cut away when she jumps. Like, no! You see, you see the impact. And then what, what makes it worse is the splash of blood on all the people standing on the platform. Oh, my God. Exactly. It's and the so other, horrible. It's horrible. But then the other thing, too, is that this is so fucked up. But, like, when I've heard of people about, like, heard, like, oh, someone jumped in front of a train, I immediately think of a scene and just, like, of their bodies, like, falling apart. It's so fucked up. But like it is. my friend, one of my times, like one time when I was when I was in college and I was um, overseas, one of my friends like came back from a trip and she was like, I was like, you guys are back so late. What happened? She's like, oh, yeah, someone jumped in front of our train. I'm like, oh, my God, like in hostel. And she said, what the fuck? <laughs> that honestly. It, yeah. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> that's fair. That. <laughs> I did. Oh, no. Oh, I didn't say I didn't deserve it. But I was like, that's my frame of reference. And she's like, what? <laughs> what's wrong with you a lot is the answer that's so on brand anyway <laughs> incredibly on brand yes incredibly on brand but like it it wasn't as bad it's so, it sounds so weird to say it but it, it isn't as gory as i remembered it being well, that's because now it's 2021 and we've seen like, that's so true. Much I've worse. seen that is so true though. Like thinking about that, like that was so gross to me back then, and now I'm like I watch something like, like ten times that amount of gore, like often, which is sad. Oh, my poor brain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> me saying that, I'm so like anyone else in my life would be like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, and what I, what I was saying before that before I got incredibly sidetracked because i just do that to myself was that like i hate body horror so much and it really bothers me so i think it's funny uh, that this is a movie that i put on all the time though i guess it's not necessarily body horror right i don't i guess you could i guess you I could guess consider that, it. i think it's weird because i don't think torture porn and body horror are like usually talked about together but i think it is a form of body horror it's it's usually like people inflicting that body horror and it's like but it's still i think horrific in that way it's just a different kind of thinking about what body horror means does that make any sense where am i it does make sense okay (laughs) something i wanted to ask i don't know if you had this (laughs) 
I'm sorry. I just looked at my one note that said, as soon as I found out Oli checked out, I would have left. <laughs> <laughs> that's my thing, too. I would have been like, nah. Well, I think that's part of, like, the thing about Americans, like, that this movie is saying is, like, they have this need to, like, not mind their own business. Like, if you, like, I mean, they turned out to be right and old, something did happen to Oli, but... Well, I, we, I don't even know if they thought that. I think they just like were like, "Where did our friend go?" Like, oh. In my us. head, it was also like Ollie can get us that hooked up with that place in Barcelona. <laughs> oh, you know what? That actually probably was it because they do say like, "Let's fuck it, let's like go to Barcelona anyway." Yeah. Remember? Oh, I. You know what? That probably was why because I'm I'm always like, ju- if you just minded your business and left. This wouldn't have happened, you know, like it's their need to search for him and and search is like a strong word because really they just leave him notes at the front desk and like go dancing. But uh, if they didn't do that and they had just left like Josh or whoever. Yeah. Is it Josh or Pax who is like, that's what people do here. Like they find each other and then they just part ways and never talk again. One of them says that, uh, yeah, and I then for some that. reason, they still stay <laughs> and look for him. Well, I, that fucking crazy-ass picture where I'm like, he is 100% dead in that photo. <laughs> oh, my God, I know. <laughs> that cell phone photo where Khan is like, uh, your friend and my friend are run off together. And I'm like, that background is so obviously photoshopped. And like, I, yeah, it's on a yeah. shitty like f- 2000s phone, but you can still very much tell still that those, tell. their skin was like fucking blue. And, <laughs> yeah, laying and their down eyes the floor. are like pinned open, basically. Yes. Like. <laughs> and they're like propped. Like propped yeah. up. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I always like, I wonder if you had this thought, right? When I always wondered why once the American like guys who kill, like who pay to kill people, once they're done killing that person, why don't they just take that American guy captive and like let a different person kill him and just have like this never ending cycle? Did you think mm. about that? Mm-mm, I didn't actually. But then it's like, I guess logistically they would need like word of mouth uh like references like you know what i mean like yeah some nasty rich dude is like oh you know what you can do in where are they slovakia you could like kill people like you know well yeah I don't know what rich people talk about but like i'm sure that's how they say it right <laughs> it's exactly it wow you got it you got it in Thank one you so much um yeah but i was thinking about that and i i do think you know there's probably I don't, I'm not trying to give this movie too much credit, but I feel like you could take away like some sort of message about poor people versus rich people if yeah. you wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and also like there's another thing there too about like the, the, the rich looking to poor, like to poor, like to poor in scare quotes countries that are, have bad reputations. Like they talk about with Slovakia being like the land of like loose women and there's war and like rich people go there and take advantage of like their kind of loose rule book to commit crimes. Like and the wealthy from all over. And like that scene again in the second hostel, which I actually, I actually like that one. Me too. But yeah, it, it is fascinating in that kind of post nine eleven 
climate of like our fear of the outsider and how in this it's like you're conditioned to maybe think oh the slovakians are the bad people they're the outsiders but then actually it's the wealthy business people from other countries who are the outsiders invading that country and i'm now feeling like i'm giving eli roth credit for something and i hate it (laughs) (laughs) that's what i'm saying i'm not trying to give it too much credit but it is no i know but it's it's interesting there's some interesting stuff in there like with those dynamics as well like for sure yeah, like the wealthy dudes get to kill people, and then the poor people who have to stay in the hostels, they're preyed upon. And then, yeah, it's like exactly what you said. I always think of that, like, do you know where Camden, New Jersey is? Yeah. Yeah, so for anyone who doesn't know what Camden, New Jersey is, it's a place here in New Jersey, actually not too far from here. And it's like one of the most dangerous cities in America, uh, or at least it used to be. I don't know if it is anymore. Um, it isn't good, but it's known for, uh, you know, crime, particularly drug related crime and like buying and selling drugs. Right. And I, I always try to explain to people cause they're always like, Oh, Camden, like, Oh, like why would anyone go there? And I, I, worked in Camden for a long time and I have a lot of friends there, you know, and I always say to them, I'm like, you know, it's not the people who live there, right? Like it's the, the wealthy people from the suburbs who went there and now they're funding the like drug problem. They're the ones buying the drugs. Why do you like, it's like simple, like, you know, like demand, really, you know, like, yeah, they're providing the drugs because we in the suburbs keep going there for them, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And now you look to the people who live there as like bad or monsters and like, they're not like, and, and I mean, maybe drug dealers, sure, you can consider them monsters, but like, there are normal people who live there. and actually when i was watching this movie last night i was like kind of thinking that like how you just brought it up like you know there's like normal people who live like in these countries they're not all like you know gonna sell us out to rich serial killers you know not that it it didn't have to go that deep and it really doesn't but like i it i did think of that so i thought it was funny that you just brought it up yeah this may be fucked up to say but you watch 90 Day Fiance. I do. Oh my god. I feel like you know what I'm going to say. I do. Continue. I'm very excited. I. This movie is actually like. It, when I was watching it last night, it was making me think of how exactly like what you were talking about, where like people go there go to these countries and like take advantage of like the loose laws and stuff i honest to god when they were talking in the movie about um going to this like what is it like bratislava or something or it's near bratislava maybe um for the women who just fuck any american because they're just so desperate to like fuck every man um when they were saying that i actually thought of 90 day fiance because i don't find that show like i find that show hard 
to watch um because i i think of a lot of the people who are brought here there's no other way to put it but like a lot of the americans on the show take advantage whether like consciously or not they do take advantage of disadvantaged people like don't you think oh yeah they go to these countries like uh, like a lot of the guys for instance uh will go to like thailand right and they'll like only they'll keep only marrying thai women and they're like oh because they're so hot like you know and it's just like uh no you like i don't think most of them are attracted to you i think a lot of them are like need a way out like you know what i mean of their particular situation not that everyone in thailand is like you know is super poor or whatever but it just so happens that these guys are always with very poor thai women or you know where insert country here like slovakia or or whatever you know like yeah couldn't you see dudes doing that i would like to see a hostel about that oh please and I, again Again, it's always like the woman is the person who's catfishing you and is trying to steal your money and kill you. It's like, well, why don't you look at the creepy dude or woman? It's not just dudes, too. Like, women do this, too. But, like, look at these people who are actively taking advantage of this. And they say they're not. But, like, it's just the power dynamics are so disgusting and, like, so obvious. Yeah. And it's just like... Yeah, and I'm not saying, like, you can't fall in love with a stranger on the internet. Like, obviously, I am a millennial. I know that you can fall in love with people on the internet. But, um, come on. Like, a lot of the, uh, the vast majority of people on that show go to these other, like, dis, uh, disenfranchised countries and bring back people. And, like, it is a power struggle. Like, it's a, the, a terrible power dynamic because it's like, a lot of those people, if a lot of the people from the the other countries on the show, if they don't end up marrying the person from America and moving here, they go back to like pure squalor. And it's like, what is the choice there then? It's not like an e- equal playing ground. So I I don't know. I was thinking about that last night, and I'm like, oh that. I find that show hard to watch anyway as a brown person because <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of latent um uh, the entire racism. show is just so racist it's just like racism the show and it makes me it's I watched it for a yeah. long time because it was like my pandemic show that I watched mm-hmm. but the more but the thing was like it also was the more it progressed the more dramatic it got like they really fed into like that racism which is so gross like it was always there but i feel like they really have been trying to play it up even more like oh let's have the parents say something gross or like let's have this yeah. fun culture shock where the person goes to visit their partner in another country and they make horrible horrible comments about being a like a third world country and not being able to like handle not yes. having air conditioning or eating the food that's the fucking worst when they go visit their partner in another country and they're so fucking rude the whole time and, and like, like why isn't this america <laughs> Like, my favorite's when they see bathrooms that are really tiny or, like, aren't, like, oh, a beautiful toilet. And they're just, like, 
the fuck is this? And it's like how most people use the bathroom, my dude. Just go to the bathroom. Yeah, and they're like, I can't do this. I can't believe anyone lives like this. (laughs) Like, what? Like, Like, what? Jesus Christ. It's, yeah, and it's just like, you know, every single time, like, a brown person appears on the show, the, like, the other person's family they're not always white either but uh the other person's family always like well obviously they want something what do they want what do they get out of this it's like what and then and even even not the um the like person moving here um from like a foreign country like even if they're white like the the family of the of the american is always like oh well are they only in it for your money? So it's like, then you're all aware that this is like an, like a bad, like power dynamic. You're all aware of that. If you immediately think, well, this person must like live in squalor and want something out of, uh, this probably middle-class American, then you, then you all know (laughs) that like, this person is exploit is possibly exploiting the fact that the other person is like disenfranchised and everyone's fine with it and it's normal because they're never concerned about that they're always no. concerned that that evil uh foreigner is gonna take all their money it's just, just so wild it's so it's, wild. it is it's it's fucking wild and I can't yeah. believe we got to talk about that in relation to this movie. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Anything else you want to touch on about Hostel? <laughs> reality shows, am I right? Um, nope. My other notes are just like, why would there be a random large bag of candy in that person's car that he stole? I really was so confused. I thought it was condoms. I was like, what is happening? <laughs> Unless maybe everybody carries a huge, everyone in that country carries a huge bag of candy for the criminal children. The cr- Oh my God. I know the fucking criminal children that run the streets. I love them. I love them. Oh, the one last, one like very like small thing that I wanted to like just bring up that bothered me that is goes back to the conversation about um, Roth's use of women on 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 camera is when they check into the hostel in Slovakia for the first time and she's getting them their room keys. The camera literally pans up and down her body like uh, we're a dude looking her up and down, I know. and it only happens that one time. And it made me so mad. And I know it's so, like, you know, it's such a small moment, blah, blah, blah. But, like, it's so, again, embodies the ethos of these movies of, like, looking at the female body this way. And, like, I don't care if you think it's a fucking joke. Like, you're obviously not. It's it's not framed as a good joke. And people are kind of seeing this movie and taking a lot of its, like, attitudes to heart. So that kind of, that that framing and that such, like, egregious use of the, the male gaze, like, if, I feel like that's, like, a scene that you think about the male gaze, you just put that in the textbook next to the definition and be like, this is what the male gaze is. <laughs> like, literally happening right in front of you at this very moment. Yeah. But yeah, that was just one scene I wanted to bring up because it's just, like, such a small moment, but very indicative of, like, the entire, I think, ethos of the filmography of Eli Roth. Pretty much. So, yeah. Hostile. No, I noticed that, too. I hated it. I hated it. I don't even care if we're supposed to be in, like, 
you know, packs or Josh's eyes. It was weird and I hated it. No, and it's weird because like you're making us look at that person up and down on like and like kind of putting that as in that that perspective without critiquing it very well. You know what I mean? Like that mm-hmm. they do that a lot. I've that obviously is like a, not a new technique. Like ever, it's a, used a billion times, but it's been used in movies before to really like play with the idea of objectification of the body. And here, no, no, it not. <laughs> it's just it's just there. So. Yeah, men. Men. Today, I was at um, Trader Joe's, and there was a guy, like a a boomer guy in front of me, checking out, and like, he left, and he was like, talking very fast to the, like, person at the register, and he, like, aggressively, like, took all his things but left the cart and as you know at trader joe's you're supposed to take the cart you know and the the girl at the register was like um okay like to me but about him and it made me laugh and then i was like men should just go to jail and she was like dying laughing but i stand by that statement i feel like you we text that to each other at least once a week Oh, it's like a catchphrase like of mine. Some, I'm like, men some, should just yeah. preemptively go to, go to jail. Because we did something. You said that last week, too, about Snowtown Murders. You were, you were, I yeah. was like, this is a movie. And you were like, men should just preemptively go to jail. And I was they like, should. No. We're so dumb. And I told her. I was like, I'm not above it. I'm dumb as hell. <laughs> Put the cuffs on me, baby. <laughs> <laughs> like, take the fucking Trader Joe cart. <laughs> Trader Joe. That's weird. Because it is one guy. That's anyway. So Hostile, but yeah, hostile. That's it. <laughs> that's it. That's that's the that's that's the thing. Hostile. So that is our first torture porn movie of our series that will be going through the month of October. Um, for next week's episode, we are going to be covering. Uh, what are we covering? What are we going to cover? Hold on. You ever think about the title hostile and how you say it like hostile, but hostile? Yep. I also couldn't stay in a hostel. I, I, I saw this movie after, like, right before I went to Girl Scout camp at, where I was going to be staying in a hostel in New York City and I couldn't sleep at night because I thought I was going to get caught. <laughs> I could never do that because I, I don't trust Terms. or like other people. But I know plenty of people who stayed in hostels all over the world and they were totally fine. Yeah, I've stayed in a bunch of hostels. They're fine. I mean, they're gross. They're not my. They're it's like not my favorite place to be or to stay or to do, thing to do. But well, that's what I mean by I don't trust or want to be around other people. It's really about germs to me. Yeah, no, because they're disgusting. <laughs> like yeah. there's nothing clean or good about a hostel. I will say that. But that's why they're for people in their twenties who have two dollars in their bank account and want to travel. It's true. Aka me. <laughs> um, you didn't pick a movie, did you? You didn't no, think I didn't. about it all right now. Well, I did, but I just I thought about what I wanted to do, and it's just so obvious. And I was trying to think of a different one. Okay, that's fucked. That's fucked up, though. Well, it's all fucked up. What am I talking about? That's yeah, they're all fucked up. The goddamn podcast, Mary Beth McAndrews, you dumb bitch. <laughs> um, <so laughs> does Eden Lake count? Because it's British. I. Yeah, I think I was thinking about Eden. Oh, Jesus Christ, Eden Lake. 
I, I was thinking yeah. about Eden Lake and wanting to do that one. Yeah. Well, let's do Eden Lake then. Okay. Does, it, does it does it count? I think I think so. It's our fucking it's Brit- show. It's our shuck yeah, our shuck and show. Our shuck and show. The Sinosaurus. You ever see that with us um the simple life? Or she's like, Do you wanna join our band, the Sinosaurus? Do you know what I'm talking about? No, I fucking don't. <laughs> so I'm just along for the ride. This is the outro music. Oh my god. We're rebranding and that's the, that's the music. Please keep this in. I pee my pants. Oh, put me out of my misery. <laughs> now I can't stop giggling. Um. <laughs> okay, next week we're gonna watch Eden Lake. I shouldn't be laughing while the saying Eden Lake movie. is the funniest movie. <laughs> Real crowd pleaser there. (laughs) Real crowd motherfucking pleaser. But yeah, so next week we're going to be talking about Eden Lake. So get buckle the fuck up for that one. Because that's going to be a... That's a fucking nasty one if I've ever seen it. Mm. No, just no happiness. None. Zero happiness. Um, No happiness in sight. But so that's that's about... That that about does it for this week's episode of Watch Once Never Again. Um... If you like, what? <laughs> Why? Let me try to do the outro. Let me do the try to do the outro. If you like, and I took my can, I took my seltzer can, it's just a lemon, and I was like, "Don't say lemons. What's wrong with you?" Oh my god, that verse by Lemon in Priyanka's song—that's the outro song. <laughs> <laughs> if you like our podcast, uh, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on apple Podcasts, it really helps i cannot stress that enough it really really does people please yes you can also follow us on twitter at wona podcast you can follow me at daxy bobbin and you can follow me at mb mcandrews is there more to that um and also you can send us an email if you have oh, suggestions damn. for anything we should be watching Talking about whatever uh, at, at wonapodcast at gmail.com. Yep. And I think that's it. <laughs> that's Bye. a wrap. That's Bye. a wrap. Bye. I haven't clicked stop recording yet because I want to keep on. <laughs> okay, I'm clicking stop now. <laughs> okay.